people are, are not just random, that the relationships, that there actually might be a purpose to the hour that I end up spending on a bus next to this, this random guy who's on the way to the same town that I am. And so I decide to engage rather than, you know, plug my headphones in and check out just, just the concept of, well, maybe God's doing something here, you know, like maybe, maybe that there's, this is a part of a bigger story that, than I can see right now. I mean, let's find out. I mean, what's the harm in finding out? You know, let's, let's just ask a question. Welcome to the People People Podcast. Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the People People Podcast. This is Matt Matson, your host. So glad you're a part of this podcast, this episode today. I'm super excited about this episode. But hey, before I do that, before I get into the interview that we did for this episode, let me just say that I see you out there. I know you're out there. I know what's going on. I know you're out there trying to connect. I know that the people that listen to this, this podcast get that human connection is everything. That if we want to matter in the world, if we want to succeed in the world, if we want to find deep fulfillment in the world and, and find the the greatest version of ourself. We only do that through people. We only do that through connection. Humans are social animals and you are choosing to live a socially excellent lifestyle. I'm so glad you are and I'm so glad you're listening to the podcast right now. So today's podcast episode features RJ Taylor. I don't know if you know who RJ Taylor is. You might not. You might. I don't know. But RJ's out there in the world doing incredible stuff. I'm going to interview RJ. The audio may be a little tricky, but that's because he was in a hostel in Bulgaria when I did this. Is that right? Bulgaria? Man, this dude is traveling all around the world on a mission trip, doing incredible stuff and building deep, meaningful human connection. I'm incredibly interested in the mission work that he's doing and the cool stuff that he's doing all over the globe, but I'm also really fascinated by the way that he's building connection. And we really get into that kind of conversation. So enjoy the interview with RJ. Sit back wherever you are, on a train, on a plane, in a car, on a run, in your office, or just, you know, walking around. I don't know where you are, but wherever you are, enjoy this. Listening to the connection between RJ and I, and hopefully you're able to connect with him a little bit as well. Thanks for joining the People People Podcast. As always, you can learn more about us at social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Those two URLs take you to the same website. But right now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the People People Podcast. I'm Matt Matson. I'm incredibly excited to be joined by RJ Taylor today. RJ is not sitting across from me in some professional podcasting studio like you might expect. RJ, I think he said, is in the attic of a hostel in Bulgaria. I'll let him tell a little bit more of that story and let him introduce himself a little bit. But RJ, thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me via Skype. Thanks for sitting down, finding a space to make this work. Uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit about where you are and why you're there? Yeah, Matt, I am in Sofia, Bulgaria. And you are correct, in the attic of uh, a hostel right downtown and kind of a couple of blocks off of a walking street that's really popular here. And I am on a trip around the world right now called the World Race. And I am serving as a squad leader for our trip. And essentially, I'm with a crew of 48 other young people that have decided to dedicate 
11 months of their life to going to 11 different countries and serving, loving, caring for the people that we meet along the way. So, so what I hope we can talk about, RJ and I have known each other for a while now. We're buddies and I've been really grateful that while RJ has been on this wild trip around the world doing important mission work and important service work, we've been able to talk via text message and in a couple other ways, we've been messaging each other back and forth. And I thought what a cool opportunity to have him as a guest on the podcast, uh, mostly because he's awesome. And because I was explaining <laughs> to my wife, RJ, I was explaining to my wife the other day, I was, I was trying to describe you to her a little bit more. And, and the words mm. that came out of my mouth were, RJ is just one of those guys who he like emanates joy. Uh, oh, like any time, well, yeah, but yeah. I, like I, I think that's true <laughs> about you, and I can't imagine what that's like for people <laughs> in Peru or Bolivia or wherever you were, and Cambodia, and now Bulgaria, and I think you're going to Ethiopia next, and I'm probably missing a bunch of places or, or <laughs> misnaming <laughs> yeah. places, but like I, I, I can't imagine what what it's been like for people to experience you, like. Wow. What what a what a lightning bolt sent around the world. What's it been like for you to connect with people as you've traveled? It, it, people in different cultures, different languages. Tell me about that. Wow, Matt, thanks thanks for those kind words, brother. And it's it's been it's been a blast, you know, like to to get to and really to learn about how similar we really are, like and and. Our circumstances, the culture, the food we eat, all very different, right? Like the desert in Argentina, the Warpy tribe people that we got to hang out with, very different culture than Bangkok, Thailand, you know? Yeah. But man, just so many similarities. And that when you take the second to just sit down with people and ask them their, their story and just find out like, man, like... And and they really want to know about about us. <laughs> like who is this who is this American? Who is this who is this young guy coming out out here into the desert? I mean, that was just a really humbling experience because I, you know, you feel like you're gonna go out there, uh, you're gonna serve, you're gonna do whatever you can to care for these people, to even just spend quality time with them. And then you get there and they they want to know all about you. And they're they're trying to ask you questions and keep you talking. And you're like, no, I I came all the way out here about you, you know? So it's just been it's it's been really nothing short of a blast, Matt. So who who is this young guy? Who is this young guy who goes to the to the desert and uh, who now is sitting in an attic in Bulgaria? <laughs> Why did you do this? This was I, I know you well enough to know that this was a, a major decision for you, not just you, but you and Kayla, your wife. Yeah. You guys made a leap, man. You you yeah. sold your house. You quit your jobs. You decided to go on an eleven month trip around the world. Like, yeah, why, man? What's uh, what's going on with you that makes you do something like that? Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Clarksville, Tennessee. Met my wife. We're high school sweethearts. So we've been dating for ten years this year. This is our tenth year of dating, fourth year of marriage, and uh, we got married. A little over a year out of college, moved to Indianapolis for both of our jobs, worked professionally there, and our our life was pretty sweet, Matt. Like I, I, uh, we really uh, sometimes people you, you hear about making major life changes, and it's because you know say that they're they're not happy or they're frustrated or 
they want more out of their life, all, all these other things. They don't know they, they're looking for who they are. I mean, I really had kind of an opposite experience. I really felt that I had hit my groove professionally. I loved the team that I was a part of. My wife loved her job. We loved the church that we were a part of and the small groups that we got to do, be a part of and do life with people that we loved and cared about. And man, we really, we were not in a place, I guess, to say like, man, we're, we're really looking for a change. That really wasn't our, wasn't our mind, wasn't our heart. And then, uh, I had a lunch, you know, those lunches. I had a lunch with a guy named Micah, who is one of my best friends, worked at the same organization that I was working at. And Micah had done the world race. And I knew that that was a part of his story, but I didn't know it like to the full extent. And, and something about that lunch that day, I just started asking questions about where he went. And then not just that, like where specifically in the countries he went and where did you sleep and what were the names of those people and why did they let you sleep in their house randomly? And like, like how, how did you end up becoming adopted in Mongolia? Like how did, I don't understand. Like I just started asking all these questions and my mind just kind of blew up, if you will, as he just started sharing stories of like, yeah, man, I just, we showed up here and all of these like genuine real relationships that he had built countries around the world. I just couldn't, I, I had never, really wrap my head around that, even though I knew it was part of his story. And so he says, you know, hey, let's go back. We go back to the office. I'll send you one of the videos. He made a video in each country he went to. He says, I'll send you one of the videos that I made from one of the countries. So I sent that video to Kayla and zero intent. Again, we're not like zero intent to go on this thing. Like we're not in a, a bad place. Like we're, we're loving life. It was one of those text messages of like, Look at how awesome this video is. Like, do you know that Micah did all this stuff? Like, I guess I just didn't realize what this, what this was. And then uh, Kayla was in grad school at the time, getting her master's at IU. And so I came home. I was cooking dinner that day. She comes in the, in the house and says, like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And I mean, you know, I don't know if Megan's ever done that before. It's like, uh-oh, am I in trouble? You know, like, let's talk kind of conversation. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she said, yeah, you sent me that video today of Micah on the world race. And I don't know what it is, but it just, it just, uh, grabbed me. And I, I spent the rest of the afternoon in my free time, like looking at their website and reading everything I could reading blogs, reading, uh, every, every piece of information I could find watching videos on YouTube and, I can't believe I'm saying this. She said, I, I want to pray about going on the world race. And I think my first reaction probably wasn't the healthiest. I said, what? You know, like, I don't know. Like, we can pray about it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know what that'll, what that'll do, you know, but, um, man, I, and now I'm sitting in Bulgaria in an attic. You know? yeah, right, right. So man, it, it's been, it's been a wild journey. And it, it took us two months of praying uh, and deciding like to, to, to commit, uh, even to applying, went through the application process. And even after we were accepted, took a couple of weeks for us to really wrap our heads around like, is this, this is, in, instead of having children, that was actually our first, that was, that was what we, we thought 20 
17, 18 would be about. We thought that maybe even right now we would have our, our first child delaying that and deciding like this, that no, we, this is where we'd rather be in an attic in Bulgaria that it took a little bit, but man, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't trade it for the world. I've been thinking a lot about lately. Uh, I've been thinking about the idea of living your life in awe, right? Like, mm. like not yeah. being afraid yeah. to be awed by something, uh, finding yeah. things amazing. I think about that, you know, a, a, a video, of something your buddy did and then a text message where you sent that video over to Kayla and like mm. you guys being, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who would, uh, because of their busy lives, because of their to-do list, because of the plan that they have even, right. The plan to own a house and have two and a half kids and to yeah, right to do, to do your life the way that it's prescribed. Like they, they don't look at that video or don't see that moment as an opportunity to be awed, to be inspired by it. And I yeah. think you, you, maybe it was just that moment, but I feel like you're good at that. You're you're good at being. Your eyes are open mm. to sort of the beauty and the amazement that's around you. And for me, that's a that's a tool to connect, right? Like if if yeah. we can share that inspiration with other people, what a wonderful thing to connect with people around. Yeah, Matt, I would say that that's a tool for for joy, yeah. for genuine genuine joy joy in life, especially in an age where I mean we can get information so quickly and, and anything we want to know with just last week we were in Greece and we're in Athens and part of the walking around and experiencing the ancient world. Kayla asked me a question about something that happened 2000 plus years ago where we're standing. And instead of like trying to figure it out, I just pull out my cell phone at the, because we're staying outside of a Starbucks and I'm able to find all the information, which is great, right? Like net, like definitely not, like saying that that's a bad thing in any way, but oh my gosh, man, there's a song by Amanda Cook that's called Wonder, and she says, "May may we never lose our wonder." And I, I I couldn't agree with you more. The ability to experience just genuine joy. I don't know. Do you, you remember when you were uh, maybe you were a kid and some a song would get stuck in your head and you you didn't know the the lyrics and uh, you couldn't really look them up. And so you couldn't really, you couldn't yeah. think of the song name, but then maybe weeks later, somebody comes to you and they're singing the song and you're like, that's the song. Yeah. That's the song. Like that, even that to me, that little moment of wonder or awe or joy, man, like how much of that are we missing out on nowadays with, with the amount of information that that's just readily available at our fingertips. And so, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Hmm. Yeah. The, uh, uh, you posted a, oh, and by the way, what a funny comment. Oh, yeah, just last week we were in Greece. Like, that's a normal thing for people, right? <laughs> just hanging out in the ancient world, just checking out yeah. some ruins. Yeah, it's, it is pretty, it's pretty wild. I'm sure a lot of our listeners had a similar experience last week. The, uh, um, in fact, when you were in Greece, I noticed on your, on your Instagram feed, we can plug your Instagram handle here in a little bit if you want, but, um, I think I noticed in a story you posted you were on a boat and then there was a, like a dolphin swimming alongside your boat. I showed that video to my youngest daughter and she was just like, what? Who is this guy? Yeah. Who is this RJ guy? <laughs> and it yeah. was awesome, man. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. We ended up getting getting on a boat uh, with a guy named Jill. Sure. And uh, Jill is French, but he he uh, grew up in Greece. And so his whole life has been in and around Athens. And then he, his job, man, is to, to drive people boats from like, if someone sells a boat in Athens or something, and they need to take it to 
I don't know, Rome, Italy, somewhere, wherever yeah. they are in the world, they need to bring their boat that they just bought to them, you know, to get it to them. They, yeah. he, he's like their, their skipper that, uh, that drives the boat. So it was, it was super cool. We saw some dolphins out in the distance and then Jill like whooped the boat around and went over towards the dolphins and then they came up and played with the boat. So that was a, that was a ton of fun. So how do you, how do you get to know Jill's story or the story <laughs> of probably the countless kids and people and uh, just yeah. strangers that you've encountered? Uh, I got to believe there have been moments that have, that have left you with a sense of wonder and a sense of awe yeah. on this trip, uh, especially in the way that you've, you've learned about people, right? Like, I mean, these, yeah. these people are living all, a, a wide array of lives. Uh, yeah. is, is there a moment, what's the first moment that pops to your mind right now? Yeah, man, we, so many, <laughs> the first, the, so obviously Kayla and I are, are Christians. And so part of the, and, and this trip is, is a Christian based trip. And so everyone that is on this trip right now has, has different denominations It's a non-denominational trip. So we actually have people that are Catholic. We have three women that are Messianic Jews and we have everything from like you know, Baptist to non-denominational, everything in between. And so it's, it's been pretty awesome, but it, to be a part of a community that even though it gets the label Christian, really the diversity that's within our squad, it's just beautiful. But so, so for Kayla and I, like meeting the, the random meetings that we have with people around the world, we, we just don't count them as random. And I think that's a part of social excellence is huh. when we decide that people are are not just random that the relationships that there actually might be a purpose to the hour that I end up spending on a bus next to this this random guy who's on the way to the same town that I am and so I decide to engage rather than you know plug my headphones in and check out I think that that just just the concept of well maybe God's doing something here you know like maybe maybe that there's this is a part of a bigger story that than I can see right now I mean, let's find out. I mean, what's the harm in finding out? You know, let's let's just ask a question. So I think what one of the coolest experiences that we've had where we're just like, man, that just really felt like a God ordained, like, wow. Uh, we landed in Cambodia and one of the programs of the world race is this concept of unsung heroes. So most months we have a host. So there's someone waiting for our squad, usually six to seven hosts in a country, and we break our squad up into teams of six or seven. And so essentially land in the capital city, but then our squad is is broken up all over the all over the country, right? Yeah. Uh, and these local hosts, the whole concept is rather than coming in as as Christian missionaries and and bringing whatever program agenda that we can create, instead there are local hosts doing unbelievable things caring for their culture more than we could ever care or learn to care. We could care a lot and we can learn from them. But I mean, to be from where they're from, they're doing work because it's, it's their neighbors, yeah. right? It's their, it's the people that they're doing life with all the time. Right. And so we can come in beside them and essentially just be a breath of fresh air, like bring energy, bring support, bring prayer, bring even just our hands, you know, and whatever they are doing, then, uh, then, then, then that, that would, what we would, would be what we would call success, you know, but unsung hero, 
we landed in Cambodia. Uh, we, our team specifically didn't have a host. So what, what the world race says is, Hey, here is your budget. Go to this region and your job will be to network and, and just meet people. And hopefully that will in turn like develop leads or perspective potential, like future hosts that teams can come and serve alongside. So that's our goal to find people that are doing awesome things that future teams can come in and be and help be a part of whatever they're doing. Yeah. And so, man, we met this couple. I met this couple, shot him an email through, I, I think I saw there was like some blog that I found that talked about this like small church. And, and I found this like Facebook page that hadn't been updated in like a year and a half. And so, I'm, you know, this, and I'm like, ah, oh, we're, this is far reaching, but we're going to try it out anyways. Send a message that that ends up turning into like some person that gives me an email address. And so I send this, this, this person an email address, the, the, the person that I got the email address from, send the email and I, I just say, Hey, you know, this is who I am. And I would just love to get coffee sometime this week, learn about what you're doing here in Siem Reap, Cambodia and share a little bit about what, what I'm doing here too. And so I get an email back right away and the the guy's like, wow, yes, that sounds awesome. Let's meet. And so we end up having to schedule the meeting till for the next week. We show up to the meeting. I, at this point, I actually didn't put in the email that I was on the world race. I didn't. Uh, I just said, hey, I'm RJ and I, and I want to hang out and uh, and grab some coffee. And so he's like, really doesn't know what I'm, I'm just a random guy reaching out. Yeah. And so we show up and have a 30 minute conversation at this coffee that was awesome and 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 all about learning all about like how him and his wife were actually they had planted churches in Malaysia they had planted churches in Thailand they were a part of like all of these different ministries that has to do with orphanages and all this stuff and uh, we just literally spent like a half an hour just learning about them and their story and then it came to a point in the conversation where the pastor goes what are you doing here <laughs> like what what are we doing here <laughs> what are you doing here and I said well you know, we're, we're here. I'm on this trip. It's called the world race. And before I could finish my sentence, I mean, he just starts looking at his wife with his jaw and, uh, and I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget this moment. The pastor interrupts me and he says, you're, you're from the world race. And I, and I said, yeah. And he says, we, when we moved to CM reap, we heard about these young people that were just fired up and just wanting to help. And they would come in for a month and, and expect nothing and just help. And we wanted to be a part of that so bad. And we've been so busy in getting everything that we were doing. And a couple of weeks ago, we were praying like, God, lead us into relationship with the world race somehow. Like, I don't know. We don't even know how to get in touch with these people because they're always, I guess, hearing about teams after they leave, right? From other people. And he said, and now you're sitting in front of me, like you found me, mm. and now you, like you're here. You found me. I didn't even have to find. This is crazy. It's so him and his wife, just like the look on their face, the joy. They he said to me, RJ, you are an answer to prayer for us. Mm. And that language, I, I've never been. I never felt like I was ever an answer to prayer mm. for somebody. Yeah. That's intense. Like I didn't like. What did I do? I, I mean, I left that meeting thinking like. Lord, what did I do to be an answer to prayer for somebody? And, and I mean, the answer is just show up. Yeah. Like I didn't really, I did nothing. I just yeah. showed up and then 
little do I know that there's this big story, a part of this guy's life that he's been looking to get in contact with the world race, looking for teams of young people to come help him. Doesn't know how to do it for some reason. Hasn't had the time, whatever it was. And then and instead of him having to figure it out, we, I, I, I randomly show up and reach out, you know, and, and now who knows how many teams or how many people or how much help that he's going to be able to have, how much lift that's going to be able to bring to his ministry. Like it was just one of those moments of like, wow, all, all, all I had to do was wake up and say yes. That was it. Simple as that. The, uh, the idea you said earlier that, you know, these, these people we talk to aren't just random, right? There's, no. there's, and I think, I think no matter your faith tradition, I think no matter, no matter what you believe, I think if you approach a conversation, an interaction, a, a you know, a, just meeting somebody new, yeah, with mystery, right? Like, like open mm. to the mystery of I don't know where this could go, but this is a whole other human being, right? With a whole other yeah. life story and a whole other maybe you know backpack full of needs and backpack yeah. full of desires and back and and I don't know if I'm going to help out. I don't know if this is just be a passerby, somebody who won't last in my memory, won't be a part of the story, or if this is you know. You know, if if making that one little outreach to the to the seemingly dead Facebook page is literally an answer to this guy's prayer, right? Like what yeah. a what a uh, I don't know what I, I think about I think about how many people are out in the world wanting, desiring, needing, hoping for, praying for some connection, right? Whether yeah. that's yeah. Uh, they're they're whether they're lonely or they're in need mm. or they've got potential and they've got possibility, and all they're hoping for is to find the person that's going to take them there. Yet so many of us just like pass people by, right? And and yeah. or think of these as random. Hey, I'm going to read you a quote. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me what you think about this quote. There is a longing in the deepest parts of us to belong. Mm. The hope that there is a table somewhere around which we might actually be comfortable in our own skin. We don't have to hide. We don't have to keep our secrets. There's always been a community of relationship. We are designed for that. Uh, I think this comes from a movie called The Heart of Man. And the only reason I know this quote or know that it might come from that movie is because I read it on your, a blog that you posted. Yeah. I love that, uh, that there's a longing in the deepest parts of us to belong uh, and yeah. I think tapping back into that that last conversation about being open to the mystery of the people around us, maybe maybe being the answer to our longing to belong or our longing to fulfill our potential in the world. Uh, anyway, I, when I was reading your blog and I came across that quote, that was that was powerful for me. Where did where did that come from? What is what does that mean to you? Yeah, Matt. Gosh, that that quote. I remember the first time I've watched that movie, I've watched, I've watched that movie maybe like 20 different times. And the, the, the premise of the movie has to do with addiction and some of the struggles that maybe people that think that they're alone in, you know, coming to the realization that you're not alone mm-hmm. and, and, and you're not the only one. You're not the shame and guilt don't have to be your drivers, that, that there is a, there is a freedom that exists in, in community and from relationship to God, you know, and, and the Christian faith. So it's definitely, it's, it's a Christian movie. That quote for me has been, I think here, I guess maybe let me slow down. <laughs> so much to share. That quote has been, uh, transformative in, in my, in my faith walk, in 
my marriage, in my the way that I view the important things in life. I, one of the things that that the world race has taught me that I, I didn't really expect to get out of the world race at all. I think originally, you know, when you th- when you hear like go to these countries, you're going to get to to do work, whatever that looks like in each country. It looks different. My mind was just all about the the people that we're going to encounter, right? The the Bulgarians, the Cambodians, the Argentine yeah. people, you know, like the mm-hmm. Chileans. Like they that that's that's just where my mind immediately went. Like awesome. And one of the gifts that the world race has given me and, and that some of the lessons that I have unexpectedly learned have come from the community of 48 Americans that we're doing life with every single day. Yeah. And I mean, just learning that it's not just about the people that, you know, I think sometimes you can hear stories like me talking about going to Cambodia and meeting this, this pastor and your, your mind immediately almost makes like an easier leap. Like it's like, oh, well, I, you know, go and, and find someone random, you know, but, but really that quote brings me back to the people that are right around us too. Like it's not social excellence, this concept of not just random relationships. I think it applies to our wives. Yeah. It applies to our husbands. It applies to our friends, the people that we see daily in our job, like in our workplaces. It's cool to talk about the random occurrences or like those all moments, the God moments. But the table around which that we can belong, like the community that we create for ourselves is is where people can learn to to really thrive. Like, mm-hmm. and for me, like the relationships that I have with my teammates here on the world race, like the conversations that we have, the vulnerability, the levels of things that I'm sharing with them, the things I'm wrestling with, the times that we celebrate together are all fuel for me to be able to go out and meet the guy for coffee in Cambodia. And so... It's not, it, it's both. It's not an either or. It's not a, hey, we need to learn to be socially excellent so that we can go out in the world and meet these random people and just be open to conversation and what happens. It's that. And we need to be willing to wake up and view our wives' conversation with our wives over coffee before we start our day in the same way. Yeah. Like in the same, the same awe, the same level of intentionality, the same level of curiosity, the mystery. It's not an either or. I would say it's an and. And that's what that quote, when when I read that quote, that's what it really brings me back to. The hope that there is a table somewhere around which we might actually be comfortable in our own skin, right? Yeah, right. I don't know. I'd, that that line in particular resonates with me in a number of different ways, but but I mean, maybe right now in my life, right? Like, like I'm, I'm always looking to gather people like you mm-hmm. around me, uh, like people who I feel are... I, I think probably, you know, the audience for this podcast, right? Like people, people, yeah, people right. who, who yeah. get that when you choose to put energy into building that community, into gathering people together, that it fuels your ability to go out and do the rest of the things, right? Like right. there's, yes. there's absolute beauty in that. And there's, there is, I love that idea of, of the community fuels you to go out and do your own thing, but then you come back to the community, right? Right. Yes. So, so your your next stop, I think you said you're heading to Africa next week or something like that. You're spending the next month in Africa. Uh, yeah. Will you? You were right before we started recording. You started telling me about uh, the kind of work uh, that you or some some of the teams are going to be doing uh, in 
Ethiopia, I think you said Ethiopia and a couple other countries where you're just going out and being with people groups uh, like that. That to me, like sounds like just like social excellence as service. So I, I want to know, I want to know more about that. Tell us, tell us what you're going to do next. Yeah. So next week, our, our squad flies to Ethiopia and will be broken up just like it, it usually is. But there are three teams specifically that will be going out to three different uh, people groups and the, their mission will be to do life with, with the, with the people to learn, uh, and to share for us our faith in Jesus, but, but also like the freedom, the joy that exists in that and, and to learn from them about their culture and their tradition and really just be a part of the family for the month. And so that, yeah, they'll, they will land. They'll, they'll probably get a couple of nights in a hostel to kind of put together some sort of plan of how to get out to wherever they're going. And then they'll take their tents and everything we have on this whole trip for the whole year is, is in a backpack. So we all uh, are living out of our backpacks. And so they all have a tent, they'll sleeping pad, their sleeping bag. Uh, although I'm not sure how much they'll use their sleeping bag in Africa. Um, <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll uh, head out to these people groups and, and just ask permission from the, the leadership there of, you know, Hey, we'd love to just spend time getting to know you and, and spend time like, doing life with you for the month yeah. and then set up our tents and see who we meet, see how much soccer we can play in a month. Cause that's a, that's one of the universal languages of the world uh, we have learned and then just see what kind of cool stories come out of it. <laughs> that's cool. Soccer is a universal language. That is a, uh, that's, that's an important connection. You know, you want to make friends when you're studying abroad or when you're traveling around the world, like bring a soccer yeah. ball with you. I, no kidding. Uh, right. I had the same experience like in Western Europe, right? Like when I was in London years ago, we just, one of the first things we did when we landed is we went to a grocery store, a grocery store. I don't know why there, but, and we <laughs> bought a soccer ball and yep. like took it to every park and we made a friend in every park, like just, just yep. bring a soccer ball, right? Hey, I want to call out the phrase do life with people because A, that is like the most like Christian missionary phrase I yeah. think you can come up with, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also it makes me giggle a little bit because of that. But it also like, I don't yeah. know, maybe you've said it enough times that I'm like, oh, like, why don't, why don't I think maybe that that's a really helpful phrase to take away, yeah. right? Like, yeah. A, who do you want to do life with? And do you, do you build that group intentionally? Yeah. B, like, do life with is, is more than just spend time with or see at the office or yes. right like do life with is a, there's a commitment to that. There is a, there is a, a, an immersion into another person's world, right? You don't get to, yeah. you don't get to only see through your, your glasses. You got to look through theirs as well. You got to walk in their shoes as well. Anyway, I just yeah. wanted to call out that phrase. I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I like to say do life with, for lots of different reasons, but, but one is just like the, I feel like it's real. It, it can become a Christianese phrase, but it's also for me, it, it encap, it like really encompasses the fullness of what, what, what I really mean when I want, when I want to actually like have community with someone or like to be live in community with someone. Yeah. I think you know you could relate to this, Matt, being from Michigan. I'm, I'm from Tennessee. I don't live in Tennessee. Obviously I'm in Bulgaria yeah. after. The world race, I don't think my wife and I will end up in Tennessee. And so I think that's actually the story of, of a lot of people that I know. A lot of my friends like mm -hmm. moved away from home currently. They're young professionals in other cities, states. And doing life in community has really 
become broken for, for better or for worse, you know, like yeah. uh, obviously like people taking jobs, but, but I mean, really it's almost a foreign concept. It, our, our generation has no problem with it, right? Really the last two generations has, has no problem with it. The previous, I mean, I, and my, my grandparents lived with their grandparents, you yep. know, and that was, that was, nor- that was normal. That was when we say do life together, they were doing life together every day. Like, yeah. and, and, and that was family. And, and now just with, in modern, in the modern age, right, that we're living in, like uh, business opportunities, jobs, education, etc., just pull you know us to a lot of different places. But the need to for community for family it still exists, right? And so, so much more than you know going to a church and being coming a part of a small group or finding a couple of uh, people to to get coffee with once a month i mean those those are all great things very much i'm i'm pro those things but I, I again just i guess to take it back to that quote from heart of man like there there is a deep desire in i believe the the heart of every man every woman a place to actually belong like where where your shame and your guilt don't define mm. who you are your past doesn't define who you are. Your your identity isn't it doesn't have anything to do with those things. Yeah. And that those people choose every day to celebrate life with you. Like in and and also like when life is is hard to to continue to to be with you in those times too. More than just that once a month coffee, you know, like that someone that you can actually yeah, call and that that knows where you've been and, and where you're going or where you think you're going, you know? And I, that's doing life, in, in, in my opinion. It, really what we're doing on the world race. I mean, we, each of our teams have six or seven people. They wake up in the mornings and they <laughs> see each other <laughs> and then they breakfast together and they go out and do whatever that is for the day. They eat lunch together, they eat dinner together. They actually have team time together. Uh, they do worship together. They do fun time together. <laughs> really, their lives are, are, are intertwined and choosing to step into that and not just on a surface level, but like to share the hard things too, the deeper things, yeah. like the bigger issues of life. Man, that, that, that's what I would call doing life together. And there's a freedom in it. Yeah, And I, I know that for everyone, obviously, like listening to the podcast right now, that, that almost sounds so crazy. Like, well, I, I, you know, I can't take go with six people out and live in... <clears throat> an African yeah. people group in Ethiopia, you know, that's not, yeah. it's not advocating for that as much as it is being intentional about like, Hey, who, who are my three to five people that I would say like that, I, that we're doing life together. This yeah. is more than just like, like casual friends or, or more than just like the once a week, um, we get together and talk about a book, which are all great things. Yeah. But the deeper stuff, like the hard stuff, the good stuff, the celebrating stuff, like that, the doing life together, that's that's what that means to me. So in a second, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. I don't think I prepared you for this, but I'm going to ask you if you have either a be the person statement that you want to share. You might you might mm. recall some of our be the person statements or if you've got a social excellence dare you want to share with our podcast listeners. But before I ask you that, I want to go back to the the end of that last conversation we were just having and. Uh, I hope it's okay with you. I'm going to read another quote from this same blog that you posted that you wrote. And uh, this is a little further down after you quoted the movie. I love this because uh, I, you and I both have a heart for helping young men in particular yeah. figure out ways to connect in a world where it is becoming harder and harder for young men to connect in meaningful ways. Uh, and there's less and less, there are fewer and fewer venues for that. But 
you, you made this, you made, you wrote this one paragraph. I know this may sound touchy feely or taboo for men, but to put it real, I wanted more than water cooler bro ships. Hmm. I had blind spots in my life, was carrying a lot of past hurts, and I knew that I would never be all God created me to be on my own. It became a daily prayer for me. Jesus, I believe you want community for us. Show me the people and I will love them with all I have. Uh, more than water cooler bro ships, show me the people and I will love them with all I have. Like those are those two lines, man. Those will stick mm. with me after this conversation. That's a uh, that's important, and it's it gets for me. It gets to the heart of what you were just uh, what you were just talking about. All right. So as we're running out of time, I want to give you an opportunity. You don't have to do this if you don't want. But <laughs> do do you have a, a social excellence dare and or a be the person statement you wouldn't mind trying to draft on the spot? Hmm. Yeah. If I'm drafting on the spot. I guess I can lean into to to kind of my theme for this year. A theme for for 2018 for me has been to be all in. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like from the trip, like, well, RJ, you're all in. You, you're out, you're halfway around the world. But man, it's still a choice. Every day, it's a choice. Yeah. And so I, I would say, be the person that chooses the bigger story. And, that, and that's really for me. When I wake up, it, it, even though I'm in Bulgaria. It's still a choice. Like I still have to to make the choice to wake up and say, like I, I'm going to choose the bigger story today. Like I'm not I'm not going to plug in on this like long travel day that we have ahead of us across the country of Bulgaria. Like I'm I'm going to look for the people that God would have me, yeah, do life with today. Yeah, and uh, and choose the bigger story. So yeah, be the person that chooses the bigger story. Oh, I, that phrase is a cool phrase too. We should have used that phrase earlier and dove into that. Choose, <laughs> choose the bigger story, uh, because there's there's so many. Uh, it's so easy to just stay in the little story, right? To find yeah. the little things to either complain about or to just yep. just uh, it's the easy route. Uh, but yep. there's a bigger story that you are you are literally living right now, and so is everybody yeah. else, right? Whether or not they're yep. aware of it, I love right. that. Yep. Be the person who chooses to live the bigger story. Was there a dare? You want to you want to offer a dare to anybody? Like uh, we dare you to go out and I don't know, do something. What do you What do you think? Yeah, man, I, I would. Yeah, I'd actually. Oh man, but let's bring it back to community. I I would say social excellence dare would be choose one person. Like I, I don't know if listening to this podcast, people have heard what we've said about doing life together, about uh, how just you know, just reaching out to someone and asking for coffee can be a part of this bigger story. Like, so my social excellence dare from that, bringing it back to community is, you know, if you listen to the podcast and you are thinking like, man, I, ha- I have a lot of good friendships in my life. Like I have a lot of, of best friends that I, I would say, these, these are the people that are my best friends, whether from college, from your work, from church, whatever it is. I, I would dare you to choose one person and maybe you take them to coffee or maybe you go on a run or, or however it is that you connect and be intentional and ask that person like, hey, like, are we, can we do life together? Hmm. Like, I, I know that this might sound weird. Like, can I said in my blog, like I, I knew that there was more and I felt like I had to be intentional for asking for it. Like nobody can give you what you want unless you're unless you're willing to ask for it, right? Like unless they know that you that it's something that you actually want. Yeah. And so it might sound weird like to to ask your best friend, like, bro, like uh I, I just wanna I wanna share the hard stuff with you and and the and the fun stuff and celebrate the good stuff too. But uh, yeah, 
let's do life together. Like I, I want to commit to you that I am going to follow up with the hard stuff and the, and the good stuff. And, and man, that's just what I would ask the same, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So that's my social excellence stare. Social excellence stare. If you're listening to the podcast right now and you have some best friends and you're not sure if those best friends are like the friends that you're doing life with, take, take them out to however you connect and ask, like be intentional about it. Just, just flat out ask them. That's a pretty strong, pretty strong dare take uh, <laughs> with no preparation, RJ. Well done. Well done. Hey, how can people find you on the internet machine? Uh, anything you want to plug right now? I don't know. You got a, you got a hot new movie that, no, I don't think that's not this kind of podcast. <laughs> What's uh, uh, how can people find you on the internet? Yep. Uh, I am my wife and I, Kayla are writing a blog as we're going around. We blog once a week on our blog. It's RJ and Kayla Taylor dot the world dot org. You can go and you can subscribe. We're just writing about, you know, every, the meetings that we're having, the people we're meeting, like the interesting stories we get into. And then we also share kind of some of the real stuff, like the, the stuff we're struggling with or the, the lessons we're learning in each country. And so, yeah, you can definitely follow us there and just follow our adventure there. And then uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can check out my Instagram page. I'm posting pictures of people that have been impactful uh, to me on the race relationships that have been really fun in some of the beautiful places we're going to. And uh, yeah, so you can follow, follow my Instagram. It's RJ excited is my Instagram handle. This guy emanates joy so much so <laughs> that his Instagram handle is RJ excited. <laughs> RJ, thanks for being on the podcast, man. What a great conversation. He, you carved out over an hour of your time, you know, including all the time we talked beforehand. In Bulgaria, in an attic, in a hostel, right before you're heading to Ethiopia, right after you got back from your weekend in Greece or whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I am so grateful for this. I learned a lot here. I felt like this went, I had no idea where this conversation would go, but it went exactly where maybe my heart hoped it would go. Wow. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I'm, I wish you and Kayla uh, love and safety and adventure, and I hope that you are open to the bigger story every single day. RJ Taylor, thanks for being on the People People podcast, brother. Thanks, Matt. Super, super honored to, to be able to, to be a guest. And uh, yeah, love you, man. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of the People People podcast. Special, special thanks to RJ Taylor. Man, what a great conversation. What a great dude. I just love having conversations with RJ. He truly does just emanate joy. And that is why I think his Instagram handle is at RJ Excited. That's where you can find RJ. Follow him. Uh, you know, like it. Give him lots of hearts. Give him some comments. Let him know that you support him and the work that he's doing out there to just build meaningful connection with people in his way all around the world. As always, you can find us at social-excellence.com. Or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Both of those URLs will take you to the same website. That's the website where you can find the podcast. You can find our blog. You can find the book. You can find Social Excellence Dare Cards. You can find all sorts of stuff about what we do at the Social Excellence Project. So glad to be able to do this. So glad that you took some time to listen to us. I hope to meet you sometime out there in the real world. Shake your hand. Have a conversation. Get into it a little bit. Until then, be social. Be excellent. <laughs>